Hey, 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 welcome back to the Wax About It podcast. Really quick, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this right here, right now. I appreciate you so much for downloading and for streaming this really, truly from my heart. Thank you so much. So I have a special treat for you today. It's October and you know it's time for some horror stories. So here's the deal. If you're on Instagram and you saw one of our recent reels, you saw that in one of them, I forgot to press record. That is actually a real event that actually happened. And I have the proof right here. The sound quality for this particular episode is not going to be what you're accustomed to. However, we can, we can just play with it. And I could not simply just re-record this episode. It's too, it's, it was too much time and I improved a lot of it. So hopefully it's not terrible on your ears. However, in honor of our spooky season right now, I'm going to paint a picture for you really quick. Just walk with me. Pretend like we are in the woods and we're running from a monster and we seek shelter in a cave or an abandoned house and you find shelter somewhere in the cellar and I find shelter somewhere in an outhouse. I'm in the outhouse right now. And it's really, really creaky in here. And the sound quality in here is terrible. But just pretend like we have walkie talkies. And this is how I'm going to record this episode today. So stay tuned and just just try to imagine. Keep that imagination throughout this episode. Again, I appreciate you. And I'll catch you on the other side. Welcome to Wax About It, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the waxing industry. As a professional waxing esthetician and entrepreneur, I'm here to share with you all the juicy stories, insider tips, and real-life experiences that come with running a waxing business. Whether you're looking to start your own waxing business, expand your existing one, or simply want to learn more about the industry, Wax About It is the podcast for you. Join us as we chat about all things waxing. Halloween episode. So in this episode, y'all know I am no stranger to reading horror stories and I found a group of them that made my skin crawl. And I'm going to read them to you because tis the season. Am I right? There is never a lack of horror stories in our industry because we're dealing with hot wax. If you really think about it, like, wow, you really go to work and put hot wax on folks for a living. People pay you to put hot wax on their bodies. Isn't that crazy? That is so awesome. (laughs) And you would think that when you say it out loud, People should realize that they need a professional, a trained, certified, licensed professional to do such a skill and a craft. But unfortunately, some people try to do it themselves or sometimes people are still learning and, you know, they are not as experienced. So there's bound to be some whoopsies in the industry. So here we are. People actually write about them as they should because now it can turn into a teachable moment for those of us who are continuing to learn. Without further ado, y'all, let's get into the tea. 
happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine. And she goes on to write, she and her girlfriend decided to get Brazilian waxes together. It was her first Brazilian wax, so she had no frame of reference for how much it was supposed to hurt. First trip, okay. A few more, fine. Then one more pull and <gasps> mega pain. The waxer looked terrified, but then just smiled and just quickly made gestures for her to get dressed and come out front to pay. This happened in South Korea. When she got home, she inspected the area and the waxer had actually ripped her labia. What? She had to immediately go to the hospital and get stitches to have it repaired. All my friend did was go back to the salon with her hospital bill and demand that they pay it and call the matter settled, which they did. I've heard some stories in my day, but ripping the labia, I know it's possible, but I didn't know it was possible. I just, I, I, ugh, I have questions. Okay, was it ribbed horizontally? Like, like, was it, like, was it split in half? Was it one labia? Was it the top where the labia starts to split? Oh, God. Uh, was it was it a vertical rip down the front middle? I don't know. Was it by where the labia can... Uh, uh, was it the side by the bikini line? Whew. Y'all, if, if, I'm, if I'm correct, I think that would take quite a while to heal. But, I mean, the fact that she had to go to the hospital, though, like, that sounds really... I don't know if, I mean, it's, it's good they paid the bill, but I guess that's the best, that's the best thing that that client could have done, because she could have blasted them in the reviews, she could have called uh, the Department of Cosmetology, I don't know what it is, in, like in South Korea, because I, I know that in some states, and maybe even some countries, you can practice waxing without having a certification, so I'm not sure what the proper, I don't even know if there is a proper protocol for that, but I'm glad they paid that girl's bill because she did not deserve that. I am really interested to know if she tried waxing again, because I think that's definitely up there in, in my top five uh, horror stories that I've heard, so that was a scary one. Okay, are you ready for another one? Y'all, get the shakes out, get the shakes out. Okay, here we go. Somebody wrote this. A favorite of mine was the girl who came in for a Brazilian and was shaking from nervousness before we even started. I'll spare you the details, but it took over an hour to finish the service. Usually takes 15 to 30 minutes. 45 is the most it should ever take. And at some point, she had a full-on anxiety attack. I was being as gentle as I could, considering I was ripping hair out of her body. And after every pull, every pull, she sat up, cried loudly, and then dropped back onto the bed. <laughs> she got off the bed, still half-naked, and started pacing back and forth, loudly sobbing and hyperventilating. I was trying my best to keep her calm, but honestly, it was all in her head. Getting your hair ripped out always hurts, but her hair should have been an easy service. She let herself panic, and the fear got to her. After she left, I sat in the break room, took a deep breath in, and started sobbing. I was so glad to be done with it. She was sweet otherwise, no smell, easy hair to work with, but God, that was the most 
most stressful service of my life. She actually came back a few more times after that, and we finished in 20 minutes. Coincidence. As much as she struggled to get through it, I wanted everyone to know that no one was telling her she had to. I asked if she wanted to stop, and she said she was pushing herself to do new things despite her high anxiety. No significant other pulling strings, and I certainly didn't force her to go through with it. Some women do it for other people. Many, I would even say most women, however, do it for themselves. That was, I would say that was more of a horror story for us as waxologists because when you've been doing this for a while, you kind of get into a flow and, you know, you kind of assume that your, at least your regular clients, uh, know what to expect. You know, it, it's when you get mostly to the point where you're having mostly regulars versus new clients, you kind of get into a groove, right? So every now and then when you get that new client coming in and they don't know what to expect, you have to recalibrate and dial it back and you have to make sure that you're being extra vocal or that you're being extra gentle but I can I can see the frustration when you're used to doing 15 minute Brazilians and then you come in someone comes in and then it takes them she said an hour that's a big jump I don't think I've ever done a Brazilian wax that took an hour I know that like in school sometimes that happens I've had a couple clients tell me that their service took over an hour, which I'm still confused about, but that's for another day. Or maybe it's today. I had two clients tell me on different occasions, different, maybe even different years, that their service, Brazilian rock service for the first time took two hours. One person said that she did go to a school, but the other person, I don't know if I didn't ask, but I don't remember her mentioning that it was at a school, but I, I assumed it was. Two hours, I asked so many questions. I was like, did you get a lunch break? Like, did you, like, go to the bathroom? Were there multiple people switching off? Like, what, how, I just don't know how, I, should, I can't even, I didn't even get a massage for two hours. I can't even, I can't do it. So to, to do a Brazilian wax for two hours? But let's get back to the topic at hand. An hour, Brazilian wax. You know what did it for me? It was the getting up and pacing for me. Like, people cry, people scream. People might flinch, but the hyperventilating, that's kind of what makes it sad because like, you, you kind of know it's a panic attack. And I really do wish or, or hope that in the future, when it comes to aesthetic services, particularly things like this, like waxing, that there should be an element in there about like a psychological aspect, like, or maybe even just a crash, a crash course on anxiety. What is anxiety really, though? I mean, it's like a blanket term these days, but how do we deal with it? And how do we respond to a panic attack? How would we respond to a ripped labia, for Pete's sake, you know, going back to the former story? And I just want to know if anybody out there has had any experience in their education when it comes to aesthetics, if there was uh, a nugget in there about these types of things, like how to deal with the emotional end versus just the physical clear-cut scientific side of it but anyway I'm glad it ended up going well because I know after that experience you would assume she didn't go back but that's one thing I love about waxing because the results are clear-cut before after hair no hair and the other thing I love about it is comparing the first service to the second service like okay girl or or sir or or person this first service I know it's not comfortable, 
but hear me out though. <laughs> Just give it a few weeks, you know what I'm saying? Come back four or five, maybe even six weeks, depending on, you know, the hair growth and all that. Um, I like to honestly do five as my average because I know after that Frex wax, if it's a good wax and their hair was like perfectly grown out, you know, sometimes people try to come in as soon as their hair is long enough to wax. I mean, I'm sorry, as soon as their hair is long enough to wax after shaving. But to, to wax somebody and you know they've never shaved before, like, it's so beautiful to see that perfect wax after the first time. And then, like, okay, come back in four to five weeks. We're going to see how it goes the second time. And when they trust you enough to do that, to come back, I, I love being able to compare the time, the the feeling, and their response. It's It's like that's how you have them hooked. Like, you got them hooked. Once they see the difference, they're going to want to continue to be consistent. So if you're not already mentioning this and, and really putting emphasis on this during your, your client's first-time experience, please do that because that's going to help them help build trust with them so that they know that, okay, she knows what she's talking about. She was right. All right, the second time didn't hurt that much. But if you can go as far as to tell them why, then it's like, okay, I'm here for the long run. You got me. All right. All right. You got me. All right. Back to the horror stories. A waxer once told me that she had accidentally waxed a girl's tampon straight out of her pussy. The string must have caught in the wax. Neither of them said anything for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> I got to sip some coffee for this. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, I speak for at least a good 50% of us that this has almost happened to, if not happened to. I myself have come close to almost ripping or removing or waxing a tampon out of someone's vagina. However, I was able to avoid that predicament. What I did, I stopped. I panicked. I didn't know what to do because that would have been the most horrifying thing to happen. Not only, first of all, what does it feel like to have someone else rip your tampon out? Like that just, it sounds like it feels invasive. Not only that, but you don't know what kind of flow this person is working with. So you don't know what's going to come out after that tampon comes out. And you probably don't want to see. Not only that, but if I'm surprised that they kept going. Like, the next 30 minutes, hold on, wait a minute now. Did she put another one in? Did you keep going? You know, know what I'm saying? Knowing that her flow was on, like, that's just, I don't know. Like, that's that's where I crossed the line. Like, I don't like nothing or nobody who doesn't have a tampon in if their period is on. If you got your period on, I don't care if it just came on as soon as you got on the table. I can't touch it. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's just it's just not, it doesn't sound sanitary. Like, the blood mixed in with the everything else, and it, it, it mixed in with the air. Okay, touching your glove, like, no, 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 You just see the people on TikTok. Those comments are borderline ignorant, if not. But, like, a lot of people don't even understand that you can get wax on your period because I guess they don't understand how tampons work. But it's stories like this that prove their point. I feel like we need more information. You know, I feel like we should we should know, like, okay, did she know how to not make sure this happened again? Or how did she know how to make sure this didn't happen again? Did the client try to wax again? Like, was the client traumatized? Which I'm sure she was. And then I'm like, okay, if they didn't say anything in the next 30 minutes, what about when it was over? Like, did they thank each other? Did she give them a review? Did she, like, know it was an accident? It's just so many things, y'all. 
the way I avoid tampon strings now is I tuck it. Like, some of my clients even took, do it for me. I don't know how they get it, like, that far tucked. But, like, I'll tuck it. I don't, I don't have time. I just take the string, pull it just taut enough to make it straight, and just tuck it right between the little chicken. And it's gone. It's out the way. And then when it's time to do the bus trip, I just pick it up, move it to the side, and tuck it between the labia and the bikini line. It's out of the way. And that's how I deal with that. I know I've heard some people like cut it, like, uh, um, or you can just introduce the idea of clients using a diva cup. It's not for everybody. However, you will not have to worry about a string. I personally am a pad kind of girl, but I respect anybody who has the gall, who has the cojones to wax on their period because that's a whole sensation down there. I don't want anything or anybody down there except for a heating pad. But hey, if you gotta stick to your wax schedule, you gotta stick to your wax schedule. Anyway, that's all I got for y'all because I know you have so many fun Halloween festivities to embark on, right? All right, go get your studios decorated. Go get your Halloween headbands or costumes or whatever you got going on for the holiday because I always like the holidays because it makes it fun. Like, you know, especially if your uniform is scrubs every day or your signature look, Halloween gives you the opportunity to shake things up. And if nothing else, it sparks that new, fresh conversation with that client. I am a huge fan of conversation sparkers in the wax room. So go ahead, y'all. Go wax those tooties and keep it spooky. Well, wait, don't keep it spooky because we don't want spooky stories. We don't want horror stories coming out <laughs> after or around us or about us. But yeah, just, okay. All right. Love y'all. Thanks for listening again. And of course, if you see any crazy stories, send them my way. You know I love reading these things. All right. Have a great fourth quarter and tune in for the next episode soon. Bye. Oh, and we can get social too. Follow us on Instagram at WaxAboutIt. Hop in those DMs and let us know what you think of this episode. Or like us on Facebook. And remember, waxing ain't for the weak.